Welcome to the Money Mentors Podcast. My wife, shout out to her, she played softball for years. In fact, when we got married, she was still playing softball. She played till she was 40, so literally from about age 12 all the way to age 40, and she just had a brand new shoulder put in. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of weird that when she moves it now, it goes do 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 <laughs> Between you both, you guys are just bionic people. Yeah, right? six million dollar man and the bionic woman. Yeah, we'll just keep replacing. We have the parts. technology. Yep. We can rebuild. Yes, we can. But uh, wishing Nancy a fast recovery. We hope. We'd like to see those people out there still doing the things that they love. And that's the thing. Sometimes you know decisions are made for us when it comes to our health, what we need fixed, or in Gary and Nancy's case replaced sometimes too and you know sometimes it's like that with retirement too sometimes that decision is made by us other times it's made for us and we have control of how we do our retirement date here but uh, go banking rates gives us a list this week gary and laurel of seven things that we might want to wait on when it comes to retirement decisions wait until after we make that decision to retire i'd love to get your thoughts on a few of these because you might agree with some but i have a feeling you might disagree with others here yeah. Yeah, because I have no hard, fast rule of you got to do it this time. <laughs> right, yeah. So number one, moving out of state, uprooting yourself. Should you wait on that kind of major decision? There's a lot of things going, because my question is, what's the reason for moving? Is it because family's not here? We hear that a lot. Hey, we're going to Texas. We're moving to Florida. We're going to California. That's where our kids are at. So mm-hmm. that's where we want to be. You know, that's one version. Another one is that we want to not pay taxes like we're paying here. You know, if you look at California where we have clients in New York, you know, you look at some very, very high tax rates and you want to get away from that. That's a great reason to say, you know, I want to keep more of my money. So it's really about why you're doing that. And there's several factors to consider that. And so it's probably right on this one to say, wait till you retire, because again, healthcare, all those services, things you want to check out are going to be for you at a retirement date, not something you're going to do when you're working. So you need those numbers. Right. So that leads nicely into the next one here, which is selling your home. I mean, that might be tempting right now to do, though, if you're about to retire, because after all, our property values have kind of skyrocketed over the last several years. But uh, again, it's kind of a math question for you guys, isn't it? That's just that. I was thinking, you know, cash flow standpoint, it doesn't matter if you do it before you retire or after. It matters if the the numbers will work. And so right. we'll run you know different reports based on this. We actually had a conversation dad and I did with some of our clients here recently because one has already been retired, the other one retired this fall, and they also wanna look at purchasing some hunting property. Well, how do we layer all these different things in here? And you know, they were wondering, do we take from profits and cash or from the bank, or do we look at a mortgage? You know, all these different things. And we're going to explore all of the options until we find the one that best suits these clients with the interest rate, either having that yes or no with the different funds that they have. So it just depends on your cash flow. Yeah, we've had actually clients sell their home when interest rates were at two and a half, three percent, and everybody's scrambling for a hot market, and they ended up renting or leasing in the next two years that they were going to be in retirement because once again they weren't looking to buy as things were escalating; they were looking to sell. They got maximum out of that, put the money into an investment, and now they're leasing for less money than they could for you know, owning their home mm-hmm. and it was because, again, they have a camper and they want to do that in the summertime, kind of getting ready for that retirement. So for them, selling the home and waiting 
was a great avenue. Now we see that the interest rates have gone up and they have cash. And of course, the second part of this, now home pricing are starting to come down. So mm-hmm. they're kind of looking at it from the standpoint, man, we made a good decision. Yeah. And again, it just takes a careful evaluation when you're making that decision on whether to move, whether to buy, whether to sell. Your money mentors can help with that. And uh, again, if you want to schedule a chat with us, you can do that online, matsonfinancial.com. Next on this list from Go Banking Rates here and the things you might want to wait on until after you retire is withdrawing from your retirement funds. Now, this one kind of makes sense. Yeah, this one definitely this is a big want one to wait <laughs> unless... You know, there are some facets here, too, but it depends on your age. If you are reaching that marker of 59 and a half that allows you to take from your 401k now, your employer plan like that, and you don't have to pay the 10 percent penalty. Right. So if you were 57, you weren't 59 and a half yet. You take money out. You've got to pay taxes because it's all pre-tax and an additional 10 percent penalty that you don't get to have. So that's why waiting till you're 59 and a half is, you know, makes the most sense. But also it comes back to, you know, if we go back to COVID time frame, right, there are hardship withdrawals or things that might come up. And my best advice to you out there is don't blindly just take money from your accounts because of penalties, taxes, things you might not know. You really should review this with a fiduciary advisor to talk about what tax implications or penalties are there going to be if you were to go this route because there might be a lot of different options out there that you just don't know and that's okay, but let's flush through those. Let's talk about that. Next on the list today is something that might be more psychological than financial for a lot of people, but that's paying off the mortgage. I I would imagine you have a lot of people who say, you know, I'd like to do that because it's just, you know, one of the biggest debts we often have. But how do you feel about that decision? Well, when it comes to interest rates, if you've got one of those low interest rates, definitely not. Ah, That's a no-no. Okay. You know, because you're going to take dollars out, pay the tax on those, and then put into a, if you would, a home before equity, and you're never going to be able to use that equity for yourself again. Mm -hmm. So especially when you have a low interest rate, we like the goose that lays the golden eggs to keep laying the golden eggs, pay that home off at that low interest rate, even if you want to accelerate it, but then you still have the goose laying the same amount of eggs that you get to use once the house is paid off. So once again, it's more or less a math number, where are you at within the system and what are you going to be doing in the near future? And heavily emotional. I'll go with that too. You mentioned that, Jennifer, because there are some clients who say, my number one goal, Gary, is paying off our home. I have to do that before we retire. And after some careful planning and you know going through some meetings and getting to know them and for them to get to know us, they might then change their mind and understand you know the goose and the golden eggs with the lower interest rate. Or they might have a higher interest rate and it does make sense to do that. Absolutely. In fact, we had a client call up and they've been a client for a few years and I took the call and she says, Gary, I need you. I need you now. John. It's about John. And I'm thinking, okay, John has passed. So I cleared my schedule for the afternoon, went out to Holland, go to the door, ring the doorbell, John opens the door. Oh, surprise. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm going, oh, I says, how you doing? He goes, oh, good. Come on in, Gary. And so she said, come on, Gary, I made you cookies because we make cookies for our <laughs> clients. And so I'm like, okay, what's going on? And so as I sat down, she pointed at him, John, says, tell him. And I'm like, tell okay. And she says, Gary, Gary, I know you're going to tell her, tell her. And I'm like, wait, 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 what's going on? Here we go with marriage counseling, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, we agreed, remember that, honey? We agreed that when we retired, we were going to have the house paid off. It's not paid off. Tell him, Gary, that that's what we planned for. Make him do it. 
<laughs> and he goes, Gary, I know you're going to side with me because it's math. We got this low interest rate. We're going to hit a bunch of new tax rates. If we pay it off, tell her. Now, what we ended up doing, John didn't get killed. He didn't die. Thank Wonderful. Goodness. Thank goodness, right? <laughs> but we ended up doing a compromise is that we paid half it off that year and paid off the other half the next year and used some of the savings they had for short term so we could all get what they wanted to achieve. Ah. And so that's the fun part is doing it is understanding what's at stake, what makes sense. And if we can put everybody together on the same page and let's move forward. And that's fun. Yeah. Gary Matson, fiduciary financial advisor and slash marriage counselor at times. So no, I important. can't say that because I can't charge for it. So no, that's, that's not just part of what we do. Just part of what uh, we do. But apparently you do make house calls uh, if there's an, a true emergency. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, exactly. I love that story. It's good. Might well, get a few more prank calls now. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, we'll see about that. Don't don't call us for marriage counseling, please. But, uh, but uh, a lot of times spouses, too, will argue at retirement about, okay, I want to upgrade the kitchen. I want to do this $50,000 renovation. All right, so that leads to the next thing on our list. What about making major purchases? Should we wait on that for a bit and see how things kind of shake out in retirement? That comes from a standpoint of where will we have those dollars, right? Where are those dollars coming from to pay for this large purchase? And I think about that from income, right? So if you aren't retired yet and you're likely in your higher or highest working years, and that means you're already at an elevated tax bracket. Mm -hmm. So if you were to then also take money out of your pre-tax accounts, because a lot of us who are working are putting money away into an employer plan or a 401k, which is all pre-taxed. So you take out from this account, and guess what? Now you have to pay taxes on that, which means you're gonna go to a higher tax bracket for the rest of that year. So we need to look at this and say, well, do we have the availability to take from a Roth IRA? Does that make sense in this plan? Because then we're not doing anything to increase their tax burden, as long as we're meeting a few expectations there. Or is this coming from savings? You know, So we're going to talk through what the idea is and the why behind it. And then the timing, just like to dad's last point, you know, maybe it's not a right now. Maybe it's in three months after, you know, when 2024 hits, now we can start doing some more careful planning because you're retired and have some more income levels to play with. Good to think through those decisions as well. The next on this list is maybe think about starting a business, but do some careful planning about that and make sure that you're really ready for that step too when you retire. Yeah, one of the things we like to do is that we had a client and he really wanted to open up a quick lube place. Okay. And so he had a different type of education, different background. And so I said, before you do that, I says, can you afford to have no money coming in? He's, yep, the missus is working for the next three years. We're going to have that set up so we can do that. I said, great. He says, so you give me the okay to do it? And I go, no, I'm giving you the okay. Then <laughs> quit your job because she can keep the payments coming in for what you need. Then go to work for one of those and see what it's about and see if you like it. Well, he did that. And he did that for over a year. In 18 months, he came to me and says, yep. That was a great idea. I'm going forward with this, but I know some things now that I can do differently. Ah. And he opened this up, and then he ended up opening up several of those and actually now has made it so it's a family business that the kids and grandkids are now coming in and taking over some of the units. Ah. So once again, it was a great move, but he had to be prepared. In other words, psychologically, there's things that he knew he couldn't do. You know, he found out he didn't want to do the books and the county and all that. So we accounted for that. He wanted to deal with the public and be that persona out there, but he wasn't good with doing the things that you need to do, bookkeeping and tracking money and costs and all that. So we made sure that he had that requisite of what he wanted to do and buy him that labor of what he didn't want to do. 
weekly lessons from your money mentors? Yes. Hit the subscribe button now and listen every weekend on Wood Radio. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Fee-based financial planning and investment services are offered by Matson Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services offered through Lakeview Financial Group, LLC, Matson Financial Services, LLC, and Lakeview Financial Group are affiliated. To find out if Matson Financial Services is licensed in your state, please call 800-536-8907.